Hello and welcome to a Tuesday afternoon, a rainy Tuesday in Northeast Texas in Tyler, a surprising thunder shower today, always capable of such at this time of year here in Tyler and Northeast Texas. But I hope you are warm and safe and dry and happy wherever you are. Uh, we've been going through the uh, wonderful devotional book, a very challenging book, Oswald Chambers, My Utmost for His Highest on uh, Tuesdays and on Thursdays, we're looking at a book by Tim and Kathy Keller, uh, focusing on the Psalms, the songs of Jesus. And while I'm on that subject, this th Thursday, because of a schedule conflict, I'll be sharing my Facebook class on Thursday morning at 10 a.m. instead of the usual 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Can't do it Thursday afternoon, so we're going to push that up and have that Thursday study at 10 a.m., and I'll try to send you out a Facebook reminder on that on Thursday morning. If you miss it, of course, it's always there on uh, scrolling down on my uh, Facebook page or going to our westerwin.com and looking at our Connect uh, tab and going down to live stream, clicking on the video archive, and, and you'll find all of those there as well as a lot of other fun stuff on our website. Glad to have you joining us today. Uh, today's lesson is, uh, if you saw the uh, little blurb that I put in uh, a few hours ago around noontime, I try to do that each uh, time, tell you a little bit about what's coming up and give you a little not-so-gentle reminder. But I have a link to the wonderful a cappella song, uh, Mountaintop, is written by Amy Grant and Gary Chapman, and they put it out before... Uh, acapella did, but lots of folks covered it, including acapella, and did a great, great job on their wonderful album, Traveling Shoes. It's the old acapella, I know, back in the old Keith Lancaster, Rodney Britt, just a very small group, another guy or two that was in the group, and, and it, was, it was great. I loved it, but uh, uh, that song, Mountaintop, is, uh, is a great song, and it, some of the lyrics are these, uh, I love to sing and I love to pray, worship the Lord most every day. I go to the temple and I just want to stay, to hide from the hustle of the world and its ways. And I'd love to live on a mountaintop, the chorus says, fellowshipping with the Lord. I'd love to stand on a mountaintop because I love to feel my spirit soar. Don't we all agree? And then this verse. But I've got to come down from that mountaintop to the people in the valley below, or they'll never know that they can go to the mountain of the Lord. Well, I think I thought of that uh, that wonderful song. I can still hear that wonderful tune in my head. Hope you click on that link and watch the short YouTube video with that song from acapella back in the day. Um, and I thought of that song in light of these lessons from uh, this past week in um, in Oswald Chambers' book. And the, uh, the the lesson on April 16th is entitled, Can You Come Down from the Mountain? A passage of scripture from John 12 Jesus telling his disciples and the others who uh, were there, while you have the light, believe in the light. And so the whole focus of, these, uh, of this lesson today is on that mountaintop experience. We've all had them. Uh, for you, maybe as a child, it was going to camp. Uh, perhaps it was when you were baptized. Perhaps a mountaintop experience was a wonderful worship experience at church or uh, in, in some other setting, a, a youth devotional, uh, one of those wonderful times where the singing is outstanding. Maybe it was at a lectureship, Pepperdine or ACU or Oklahoma Christian Harding, those wonderful lectureships where the singing is so great 
Abilene Christian, I can still remember them in Moody Coliseum, just uh, uh, a wonderful, incredible uh, time of worship and praise. Um, whatever that mountaintop experience is, that's what we live for. We love those. We love those. But you know, that's not where we live. It's not where we live. I don't think physically or emotionally or mentally we could handle living on the mountaintop the whole time. We think we could. We think we'd love to. But like the song says, I must come down from that mountaintop. And the question is, what happens then? What happens then? Am I just faithful when I'm having the mountaintop experience? Or am I willing to use that mountaintop experience to bolster my own faith? to have the courage and um, the trust in the Lord and in his power and in his Holy Spirit to go down to the valley below and, and go face to face where, where there are people who need to hear about the word and love of Christ. That's what Jesus did, is it not? He left heaven. Hebrews gives us that picture better than anywhere else. Um, he left heaven and came and lived and became our great and faithful high priest because he experienced everything we experience, even temptation, yet he never sinned. Even death, as Philippians 2 would say, even death on a cross. Well, Jesus could have stayed on the mountaintop also, the very throne room of the Father. But he emptied himself, again, Philippians 2 and uh, took upon himself human form, the form of a servant, and lived and died even for the sake of you and me so that we can have mountaintop experiences that can carry us through and so that we can have that ultimate mountaintop experience of that wonderful heavenly home for eternity in the presence of the Lord. Well, uh, as we think about these mountaintop experiences, I don't want to discourage them at all. In fact, I think that's what really the worship assembly is supposed to be. It's geared to be a time when we come together, when we fellowship with each other, when we sing these wonderful songs of praise to God and pray to him and remember his death, burial, and resurrection and his ultimate coming again through the Lord's Supper. All of those things are meant to give us encouragement and courage and strength so that we can last through the rest of the week. We are in the Word every day. I hope you are. Uh, we sing uh, all the time. I hope if you're in your car or, or sometime when you're alone or maybe in the shower or maybe you're around other people, you're humming or singing or thinking of the great songs. Singing along with the radio, contemporary Christian radio has really grown and is wonderful as, as an encouragement and a reminder for us of what's really important in life. And uh, all of those things are great. All of those things are great. Um, Chambers writes, we all have moments when we feel better than ever before. And we say, I feel fit for anything. If only I could always be like this. And then he adds, we are not meant to be. And that's true. We're not meant to be. God wants us to have those wonderful times of worship and, and expressions of, of praise to God and encouragement for our own spirits. But that's not where we live. Those are wonderful uh, guideposts that are strewn along the way so that they are reminders of what it takes for us to be uh, faithful and true to the call of God. Many of us are no good for the everyday world when we're not on the mountaintop. And what a sad statement that is. The only time that we're really faithful and trusting and believing in God is when we're having that wonderful mountaintop experience, 
Um, can you hold on when that's not the case, when the singing maybe isn't so good, when the preacher goes too long or is kind of dry or is saying the same old thing? Um, when the Lord's Supper, because you, maybe you do it every week, I do, and it's unique and wonderful every week, but some of them are more dramatic than others. Some of them are more memorable than others, and that's okay. You don't remember every meal you've ever eaten, have you? But you receive sustenance and help, and, and it meant a lot to your physical and emotional health. That meal did. Well, the same is true of the Lord's Supper. You remember some meals, uh, and you remember some of the, those Lord's Supper services. But how are you when it, it, it's not quite that mountaintop experience? Uh, never allow a feeling that was awakened in you on the mountaintop to evaporate. Don't, don't, let, it, don't let it go. Hold on to it as long as you can. Um, don't place yourself on the shelf, Chambers writes, by thinking, how great to be in such a wonderful state of mind. But rather, he says, act immediately, do something, even if your only reason to act is that you would rather not. <laughs> and so do that thing the Spirit is putting in your head. Do that thing that, make that call, write that card, send that text, um, open up that Bible and chase down that question that you have. Do that while you're thinking about it. Do that while the Spirit's urging you to do that. Um, and when God shows you something, uh, answer that call. Um, don't just say, someday I'll get to that. Someday I'll call them and encourage them. Someday I'll go by and see her. Someday I'll, I'll say that prayer. Say it today. Pick yourself up and shake off your fleshly laziness, Chambers writes. Laziness can always be seen in our cravings. For a mountaintop experience, all we talk about is our planning for our time on the mountain. Isn't that so perceptive? We must learn to live in the ordinary, quote, gray day according to what we saw on the mountain. I think that's so true. I think that's so true. Now, don't put your faith on hold or your actions in the name of Christ on hold until you feel better. <laughs> Do it now. Do it now. Make your decisions in light of what you saw and experienced on the mountaintop, but don't wait for the next mountaintop to do it. Um, Simon Peter was still mourning the loss of his, his friend and who he thought was the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. And now he was being seen after his, after his resurrection. And, um, and Peter and some others were out fishing and, and Jesus called to them from the shore and told them to put out on one side or the other, even though they hadn't caught a thing and they caught a whole mess of fish. And, and John says, it's the Lord. And scripture says in John 21, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment and plunged into the sea. And I think that's, that's what God is calling us to do. We use those mountaintop experiences to give us the, the encouragement and the strength to get through the rough times and the tough times, but also we use them to uh, answer the call. When Jesus calls us, as we sing sometimes, uh, to be that person, to give that encouragement, to uh, fill that task and void that uh, maybe is needed in the church or in some other voluntary capacity at school or in the community. Uh, when we feel that tugging of the Spirit, when, then we need to do what Peter did, and that's wrap our garment around us and jump in, uh, jump in. He did that also when he was saw Jesus walking on the water. Remember that story in Mark 14? 
And the other disciples, everybody was scared. But when Jesus said, don't be afraid, it's me. Peter said, Lord, if it is you, then let me come and walk to you. And Jesus said, okay, come on. And Peter did for a few steps. And then he started sinking and called out to the Lord to help and save. And Jesus lifted him up out of the sea. Love lifted me. Well, to Peter's credit, none of the other disciples got in the water. Peter is the only other human other than Jesus to have walked on the water. And yet he did. Only a few steps, I get it. But he did. Well, I think that's the purpose of our mountaintop experiences. So that when that call comes, we will jump in with both feet. We'll answer that call. Make the determination to surrender your will regarding whatever you see, whether it's in the shallow or the deep, whether it's on the mountaintop or in the valley. Uh, in fact, today's reading uh, in Chambers' book, My Utmost for His Highest, goes back to the book of Exodus in chapter 3 and Moses at the burning bush, one of my favorite stories. I say that a lot. You know that, right? But I love how God calls Moses out of the bush that's on fire but doesn't burn up. And, and, and Moses gives one excuse after the other. Forty years before that time, when he was 40, Moses was all set to act for God, but God knew that he wasn't ready. And so he needed that time in the desert, that time in the wilderness. He needed some growing up. But now he is ready, although he doesn't think he is. And God hangs in there with him and refuses to accept any excuses and finally gives him the instruction, just go. No more talk. Just go. Well, that's what God calls us to do as well. And when he calls us, we need to be ready. Chambers writes, we're so busy telling God where we would like to go or what we would like to do. Yet the man or woman who is ready for God and his work is the one who receives the prize when the summons comes. We wait with the idea that some great opportunity or something sensational will be coming our way. And when it does come, we are quick to cry out, here I am. But readiness for God means that we are prepared to do the smallest thing or the largest thing. It makes no difference. And I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Jesus calls us to be uh, one with him just as he was one with the Father. That's what he prayed for in John 17. And so when we have that mountaintop experience, that's wonderful. Uh, uh, let it flood over your soul and your spirit. Be encouraged by it. Don't apologize for it. Uh, be thankful for it. Revel in it. But just like the old song says, but I must come down from that mountain top down to the people in the valley below. They'll never know that they can go to the mountain of the Lord. I hope and pray that you have lots of mountaintop experiences. And I hope and pray that when you get called, to the valley, to share the love and word of Christ so that they too will know that they can go to the mountain of the Lord. I hope you'll be ready and that you'll answer that call. I'll see you on Thursday, but remember, Thursday morning, 10 a.m. Central Time. God bless.